Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday. Congratulations. Yes, we have made it. Self high fives all the way around. We have got some terrible weather, apparently, that is uh, heading our way. There's all sorts of cancellations. A couple of events that uh, I was going to be part of tomorrow have already canceled and rescheduled as a result of the weather. There's a number of other events that I think at the moment are still kind of out there, not quite sure what's going to happen. I will keep you up to speed on all of that. Now, I want to give you an update. I chatted with uh, my dear friend John Reed not a half an hour ago, and John wanted me to pass along some information to you, and I am more than happy to do it because John is not standing down. You, you've heard from him about all of the threats coming from the Antifa crowd. Antifa, which has uh, been responsible for millions and millions and millions and millions, billions of dollars of damage, was determined to shut down a speech that is scheduled for this evening with Andy No. Andy No is one of this country's best citizen journalists. I know John shared some of the details. First, it was scheduled at the uh, the Commonwealth Club. And then the Commonwealth Club apparently said, oh, gosh, no, really? Well, we, we, we had no idea. Just a regular case of the vapors. And uh, John said, well, you knew exactly who it was and what they were coming into town to speak on. And by the way, it's the Antifa folks who are doing damage and committing crimes and breaking things. This guy is simply reporting on the horrific things that the Antifa people are doing. And the Commonwealth Club apparently said, well, no, we're just not going to have that here. So then John went and found another location. It's going to be at the Westin. Well, guess what? The Antifa folks apparently decided to threaten folks at the Westin higher-ups in the corporate structure, and uh, all of the lies, by the way, that are being told by the Antifa people. But this is part of what they do. Antifa's not interested in free speech. And you can call yourself anything you want. Well, you know, Jeff, Antifa means anti-fascist. Yes, except you're fascists. 
You are the fascist. You are shutting down free speech. You are shutting down speech with which you disagree because you disagree with it. And rather than engage in a debate, you set things on fire. You destroy property that does not belong to you. You injure and kill innocent people. Well, guess what? The Western folks apparently caved and bowed as well. And so they canceled on John and this speech with Andy No. Here's what I can tell you. John has, in fact, secured another location. The event will absolutely, positively be proceeding this evening, he tells me. Six o'clock with this VIP event, seven o'clock with the speech. Now, here's what bothers me so much. You and I don't live all that far from that place. Was it a church? Where was it and what was it? Gosh, I don't remember. But this guy, you remember, um, oh, Pete. No, no, it wasn't Pete. Paul? No, Patrick, wasn't it? Wasn't it Patrick? Something like, like, like Patrick, Patrick Henry, I think, is the name. Wasn't it Patrick Henry at some place near here who said something like, give me liberty or give me death in a speech which helped to craft what has now become this grand American experiment? How have we gone so far down the wrong path in just a little over a couple hundred years to a point in time where violent thugs are able to shut down anyone who has a different idea. It is a dangerous time, and make no mistake, there is a concerted effort when we talk about the leftists in America. The leftists do not want conservatives on the airwaves. They don't want us to be heard, and they work behind the scenes as well as in front of the scenes. They are all about shutting down differing opinions. Some of them working harder than others, but all of them working to shut those voices down. That's where we are. And it is a shame, but it is what it is. So, John asked me to share, uh, because I know a number of folks who listen to this program in the afternoon have uh, ordered tickets. You will be getting an email shortly that uh, gives you the new location, and then, you know, do what you're going to do. If you are someone who purchased a ticket and you want to go and hear Andy No speak, I know I do. I know I'm planning to go because I think his work is absolutely stellar. And a lot of it has to do with the gross incompetence and the crass laziness of so many who are in the legacy news media ranks. You remember, you watch CNN, right? These are mostly peaceful protests, they said, as an entire city was burning. Oh, everything's fine as folks are turning police cars over and attacking innocent people. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Everything's good. Everything's good. You saw it, but you heard it as well, didn't you? You, you heard the reporting. The, well, the pseudo-reporting. It's a shame. It really is. But, you know, we have a president and a vice president who sided with the thugs. And continue to side with the thugs. And that is where we are in the year 2023. It's really, it, it is disturbing. 
Uh, I should tell you that uh, last night there was something good down at the Altria Theater. The uh, Best of Richmond, Richmond Times-Dispatch Best of Richmond competition. And I am humbled and honored to tell you that for the fourth year in a row, this here little program, mine, has uh, been selected as the best afternoon radio show. So thank you very much. I I appreciate that. In fact, what you should know is that uh, I have won that competition every year since the Richmond Times-Dispatch actually created the category. So it is a great thing. Uh, Behind me is last year's plaque. I will make a uh, a change of plaques here at the plaque shack. I promise you, we'll get the uh, we'll get the new one up. I'll share some of the uh, the images if uh, if you would like to take a look at it. And while I'm talking about images and things of that sort, you know, it is Friday, so of course I am wearing red. Red R E D means remember everyone deployed. It was started a few years back by a couple of Marine moms. Said, hey. One one day a week, let's let's remember these great men, great women who are deployed somewhere else. They they're not at home. They're not close to a family or friends. And so, on Fridays, I do my best to wear something red. Today, I am wearing a uh, a red uh, staff shirt from the Jeff Cat Show. In addition to that, I am sporting a red bracelet from my dear friend Emily Morrissey and Emily's bracelets. Emily'sBracelets.com, and because it is Friday, well, I'm wearing my Peppa Pig hat because, frankly, nothing says the weekend is on the way like a little dose of Peppa Pig. It is 3.13, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WR. Twenty Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Quick reminder: four oh five this afternoon. John Lumpkins is going to be joining us. John is running for Commonwealth's Attorney. He is the Republican candidate in Goochland County. Yesterday, we had Amanda Adams on. Amanda is the clerk of the Circuit Court in Goochland County. And honest to goodness, as long as I've been doing this, as many people as I know, I have never, ever, ever, ever had the clerk of a court reach out and say, you really have got to know what's going on with the local prosecutor. It's outrageous. And uh, anyway, Amanda was with us yesterday, and she detailed some really disturbing things that she says happened throughout her time in office and throughout the uh, the incumbent, uh, Mike Caudill's uh, time as the Commonwealth's attorney. And she has, so far as I could tell, she has nothing to gain by doing what she did by speaking out, except that she wants the court to run properly and prosecutions to be handled properly. This idea that the uh, the CA and, and his office are routinely losing paperwork, showing up unprepared, and uh, it, it just, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I just felt so troubled by that. I don't live in Goochland County, as you know, but I care about it. I've got very, very good friends, dear friends who live in Goochland. I have a number of friends who live in Goochland. And I, I sure as heck would hate to think that the uh, the CA out there is just not getting the job done. But that does seem to be the sense. Now, I will tell you, 
I've gotten a couple of uh, well-orchestrated, uh, clearly pre-scripted emails from a from a handful of. I'm going to describe them as political activists. It's the only way, the only proper term I think I can use. Uh, that are uh, talking about the current CA in positive terms, and that's great. I mean, everybody's got the campaign people. But we'll chat with John Lumpkins this afternoon at 4.05 and, and see if his assessment of what's going on in that office is consistent with the uh, clerk of courts. And, of course, the uh, the incumbent is always welcome to come on and answer all of these charges. I, I don't have any problem with that uh, whatsoever. But I, I am troubled when I hear that a Commonwealth's attorney... Uh, is is just not dealing properly with folks. That was what again one of these these allegations is that the Commonwealth's attorney does not speak, doesn't communicate, won't communicate with the clerk of the circuit court in Goochland. Uh, the sheriff in Goochland says the Commonwealth's attorney doesn't talk to him. The prior sheriff of Goochland said the Commonwealth's attorney didn't speak to him either. And I've had so many, I mean, at this point, countless members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office who have reached out to me individually and said, you just, you would not believe the nonsense that we are dealing with. So that's that's why I have tried to focus a, a little bit of light on that. And you're right, it's, it's, it's an issue that uh, probably doesn't concern people in, I don't know, pick someplace. But it's it's emblematic of what the problem seems to be. And we do have problems with the prosecutors, I can think right off the bat, in three counties as we speak. Goochland County, Henrico County, and of course Chesterfield County. I don't even bother getting into a discussion about the city of Richmond, uh, because we, we've seen which way the, uh, the Richmond Commonwealth's attorney wants to go consistently. So, I mean, that's one of those where you think, oh, I don't think we even need to uh, devote time, unfortunately, at this point to talk about that. It's so far gone. But when you look at a Chesterfield County, Chesterfield County, which has one of the finest police departments in America, one uh, an absolutely exemplary sheriff and sheriff's office, and then has a Commonwealth's attorney who says, hmm, so this guy was coming to town because he thought he was going to be Engaging in sexual activity with a minor. Well, you know. But everybody else that got caught, that's okay. We'll prosecute them. But this, it's uh, its time to make a deal. Ooh, it doesn't strike me as good. Henrico County. You know, the men and women of the Henrico County Police Division, also some of the finest law enforcement officers you're ever going to encounter. Some of the best. And to think that you have a Commonwealth's attorney who is, number one, much more concerned with her ongoing efforts to be elected attorney general. Uh, and number two, her, her continuing passion, it seems, to make all sorts of special arrangements and do all sorts of special things for criminals at the expense of law-abiding citizens. So if you're in Henrico, boy, you better pay attention. Chesterfield, you've got to pay attention. And then... As I said, Goochland County, where the Commonwealth's attorney is doing whatever it is that he's doing, and he may think he's doing a great job, and a handful of political activists may think he's doing a great job, and that's fine. Once again, I don't live in the county, so I'm not, I don't get a vote in this. 
But when I have so many people outside of his office reach out and say, you've got to pay attention to this. Jeff, please, you're, you're, you're our voice in this one. So many members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office reaching out and saying, I just, I need to tell you this. That it's getting more and more dangerous, and it's because the CA is doing X, Y, and Z. So, we'll chat with John Lumpkins again. We will do that at uh, 405 435 My brother from another mother, Stan Andruski, certified auto repair, one of the top three auto repair facilities in all of Central Virginia, and... More importantly, at least for these reasons, uh, the host of In the Garage with Stan Andruski. He'll be with us at 435. It is 326, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Half hour from now, John Lumpkins is going to join us. He is the uh, Republican running for Commonwealth's Attorney in Goochland County. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him, finding out exactly what uh, uh, what he sees as the uh, the challenges out at uh, the Goochland CA's office. We heard yesterday from Amanda Adams who is the clerk of courts out there, who said it's, it's just a disaster. It's just a disaster. She, she described uh, all sorts of situations and instances where the, uh, the CA is showing up unprepared, unfamiliar with the case, losing, losing information, losing paperwork. It, it just, it, it, it's sloppy, she says, and unprofessional. And I can't imagine that uh, the judges are all that thrilled with this. And I I put that together with all of the complaints that I've heard from deputy sheriffs. I say complaints. Let me rephrase that. Concerns. Yeah, they're concerns. When you've got this many concerns about your your local prosecutor not prosecuting criminals, uh, it's, it's a problem. It's a big, big problem. So... Anyway, we will chat with John. We'll do that in just about a half an hour. Our other John, my other John, John Reed, guess what? The event for this evening with Andy No, he tells me, is still on. He was able to secure another location. And uh, if you purchase tickets, he said, you will be getting an email with the name and address for the new location. Okay, so looking forward to to that. I'm going out to see and hear and experience uh, what it is that Andy No has to say. I think it's one of the best citizen reporters we've got in the country. Quick reminder about the text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Feel free to uh, shoot me a text if you would like. Okay, uh, I wanted to share with you uh, just a couple of little snippets that uh, that I have come across that uh, I think you should uh, take a listen to. You know, former President Donald Trump is headed to spend time with the United Auto Workers. And what former President Trump has said is that you, the members of the UAW, have been forsaken. Absolutely, positively forsaken by the Democrats. I mean, you've given them your vote. You've given them your vote every single solitary time. Every election. And they've given you nothing. And in fact, what they're doing right now, Joe Biden and his team, 
They're taking your jobs away. They're forcing electric vehicles that nobody wants. And guess what? Your job, working on the assembly lines, making the uh, internal combustion engines, it's being killed off. Now, of course, our friends at MSNBC just do not understand, cannot understand, how former President Trump, who you know is a, is a billionaire, how on earth can he go and spend some time with the auto workers? And you know what they're afraid of? They are afraid that those auto workers are going to side with former President Trump. Now, I warn you all the time. Well, I don't, just a reminder, not a warning. Uh, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. And it's, it, it is. It's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. Take a listen to cut number one. You know, they are showing their colors. I'm actually glad that this debate is happening because what they normally want to do is hide behind cultural wars, Joy, and talk about immigrants and gay people and being against wokeism. And the American people don't really get to see what they're really against is you being able to buy food, you being able to eat, you being able to pay your bills. And so it's it's critical that we see this. But on the other side, when you see Trump making this move, you know, autocrats have often down through history played to the world. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did working class and the poor in a time of economic tension. And the Biden administration, I think, needs to take this very seriously. They need to convene a major gathering with moral and religious leaders and poor and low-wage workers, union or non-union, and let's get living wages back on the agenda. Let's get it back in the narrative. In fact, the Senate ought to pass it. Schumann them ought to pass it. Uh, uh, there ought to be a major gathering because if not, don't underestimate the ability of Trump to slip in and try to take some of these workers off with him. No, uh, I'm just a little puzzled by that. Uh, Republicans don't want you to be able to eat food? That's, I mean, that's what he said. Does, does he mean Republicans? Does he mean conservatives? Who the heck does he mean who, who wants you to be unable to eat food? I don't know anyone who is uh, against you. Well, you know, that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. I know that there are plenty of leftists who have decided that they don't like the food you've chosen to eat. So as an example, let's say you enjoy steak because, you know, you're, you're a human being. You're an American. You might even be a man. I mean, like an actual man. And so therefore you might actually enjoy an actual steak. Oh, interesting. But the leftists don't want you eating steak because they've decided 
well, that you just shouldn't eat steak. And you say, but wait, I, I can afford steak. I can go into the store and I have enough money, enough money to purchase that steak. And I can take it home and I can cook it. Oh, wait a minute. How are you going to cook it? Well, I personally like to grill. Ooh, 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 ooh. What kind of grill is it? What do you, what, what do you mean? Is it one of those grills that has flames? Well, yeah, that's what a grill has. Yeah, we don't like those either. Okay, well, they don't buy one. No, 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 no. See, you don't understand the way this works. As good upstanding leftists, if we don't like something, then you don't get to have it. Well, how is that fair? Oh, you're a hater. Oh, what a hater you are. Well, I, I don't hate you. I don't even know you. I, I know What I do know is that I have the money, the means to go to the store and purchase that that steak and it comes uncooked and then i'm able to uh to drive home oh 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 excuse us wait a minute you're driving uh, yeah what are you driving what do you mean well i'm driving a car oh what sort of a car you know it's a regular car it's an electric car right no i don't really have an interest in electrical vehicles oh oh well that's a problem as well because we don't want you to have a, a gas-powered vehicle. Why not? Well, because we don't like them. Well, so you shouldn't buy one. Hey, enough with the hate. It is the left and their minions who are doing everything possible to have you change everything about your life because they've decided, well, they might want to make a change. I personally encourage them to make changes. You don't want to eat meat? That's fine. Don't eat it. Because I understand supply and demand. If you're not eating it, then there will be more beef available. And with more beef available, you know what happens? The price comes down. That's good for me. So by all means, you stop eating meat today. You don't want to buy a gas-powered vehicle? Well, I've got a suggestion for you. Don't. Don't do it. Oh, you want to buy an electric vehicle? you got an extra 70 grand sitting around? Then by all means, you go and do it. Go right ahead. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I would encourage you to do that. I really would. I would encourage you if you are uh, one of those left people, and right now you're sitting there thinking, boy, we've got to get a new car, and your choice is an internal combustion engine powered by gasoline or an electric vehicle powered by I don't know, however they, they actually power that stuff. I think it's unicorn farts, but I don't know. No, it might be puppy sneezes, but whatever it is, then by all means, you go and get one of those. And again, because I understand supply and demand, if there are fewer of you today that are looking to purchase the internal combustion engine, then there'll be more of those on the market, which means as Heidi and I are out looking for a new vehicle, There'll be more of them, which means the, the price will come down even more. So, yes, I encourage you to go and buy an electric vehicle. And if I'm you, I buy one with the longest extension cord possible. Because, you know, you might want to travel. Can we still travel? Or, or do we have freedom of movement within the country? Or are we, are we working on that? Now, I'm not talking about the invasion at the southern border. That's absolutely outrageous. And we'll deal a little bit more with that in just a couple of moments. It is 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three fifty one, J 
Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. Yeah, we have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. Couple of moments from now, four oh five to be exact. John Lumpkins is going to be here. We will uh, be chatting about this uh, race for Commonwealth's attorney out in Goochland County. And there have been so many people who have said, "Well, why do you care?" And it's a great question. No, no, it is an excellent question. Because I don't live in Goochland County. But when you've got people you know in a particular county who are reaching out and saying, Jeff, you gotta you gotta pay some attention to this. You've gotta cover this. You've got to expose what's going on out here, man. It's bad. Well, okay. So you take a look at it and you uh try and uncover what's really, really, really going on. I uh man, I can just tell you. That it is a, uh, well, it's a troubling time. It is a troubling time if you're going to listen to law enforcement officers talk about how cases are not being prosecuted. If you're going to listen to the clerk of the circuit court talk about how the CA's office is is unprepared. It's not dealing with... uh, paperwork properly it is disturbing i should tell you that there is now a third irs agent who has come forward and said that the biden department of justice blocked david weiss from charging hunter biden this is the latest report and this would uh, apparently contradict what attorney general merrick garland said Remember Merrick Garland was in front of the House the other day being asked very serious questions, very important questions. They said, well, have you interfered in any way? DOJ interfered in any way? With the examination of the Hunter Biden situation? And he said, oh, no. Oh, gosh, no. No, we don't know. I would never do that. But you now have three IRS agents who have come forward and said, well, that's just not true. And so once again, you have to ask yourself, what exactly is the benefit to the IRS agents to say these things? Why on earth would IRS agents who are not at the end of their career, who are still working, inside the federal government why would they come out and say hey you just have to know what's going on with the ag and the department of justice doj tax would have to authorize charges prior to david weiss recommending an indictment or a prosecution that's according to one of the whistleblowers quote i mean my understanding is that He can't make that decision about DOJ tax authorization. Whole section, I guess, in the DOJ that deals just with the tax issues. There are also notes from one of the whistleblowers where he quotes David Weiss as saying he is not the deciding person on charging Hunter Biden with either tax Violations, gun violations, FARA violations. FARA is all about the uh, foreign agents 
It's it's pretty clear, by the way, given Hunter Biden's uh, advocacy for Ukraine, Burisma in particular, right, and China. Well, it could very well be some Farah problems. Hmm. Okay. Another IRS whistleblower backs him up. There's a third IRS whistleblower now. Special agent in charge for the IRS. Confirmed. Weiss did not have the authority to charge Hunter Biden. Wow. And in two letters to Congress, Weiss contradicts himself about whether he was or was not the deciding authority to charge rather Hunter Biden. Weiss ultimately reversed his position to, uh, to agree with Garland, as both claimed Weiss was the sole authority to charge Hunter Biden. Man, it's just, it's just craziness there. And you, you can see the ugliness that is going on. You can see the problems that are going on. And then we're told, oh, no, no, just, just keep moving. Just ignore all of this. Just pretend none of this is happening. Well, gang, it's impossible not to pay attention. It's impossible not to be aware of what is going on. It is an ugly, ugly situation. An ugly situation. And yet there it is. Now, we're going to have an election. Remember those? And we all know that these elections have consequences. And despite the best efforts of Team Biden, there seems to be a a wind blowing that is not in his favor. And that there are further people coming out, it seems, almost every day saying, you just have to be aware of the nonsense that's going on inside that White House. Just nasty nasty stuff it really is anyway coming up at uh, 405 john lumpkins will be here uh we'll talk a little bit about uh, the commonwealth's attorney out in goochland county that office is it getting done is it not getting done what's really going on out there we've uh, got a little car talk this afternoon as we do each and every friday at 435 with uh, stan andrewski it is 357 jeff katz news radio wrva WRBA is, is Friday. Yes, indeed, we have made it. Congratulations. Self I fives all the way around. Voting. My God, there are so many people, so many people who are either very, very excited or a little concerned, a little scared about the fact that uh, we've got to vote. Some folks who are going out early, some folks go, nope, I'm waiting for Election Day. I'm concerned about what's happening in a, in a couple of races in areas that I don't live because I'm hearing from people in those areas about how, how disturbing it is and, and, quite frankly, how dangerous it could be getting. Uh, Henrico and Chesterfield, lots of concerns. And Goochland County. I never, ever, ever thought that that would be someplace that uh, folks would reach out and say, you're, you're just not going to believe. But 
Yesterday, we had uh, Amanda Adams, the clerk of the circuit court in Goochland County, reach out and share some pretty disturbing things. Uh, I've had, at this point, I've lost track of how many, I've lost count of how many deputy sheriffs in Goochland County have reached out to, uh, to talk about what's going on with the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. John Lumpkins is the Republican running for CA in Goochland County, and, and he's with us this afternoon. John, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Jeff, for having me. Uh, let's let's talk about what the heck is going on in Goochland with the the current Commonwealth's attorney. I know the last time you you were here, we talked a little bit about how uh, he he claims to be a Republican now, but he doesn't have the endorsement. You are the endorsed Republican, but let's talk about the substance of of, of what's going on inside that office. Okay, well, th- thank you for starting out noting that I'm the Republican endorsed candidate, I, I, I do want to say real quickly uh, that, uh, and, and this has really ramped up in the last few weeks, that uh, my opponent is is trying to mislead Goochlanders. And so I've been out at the early voting location all afternoon, and it's it's interesting. And uh, a, a lot of people are figuring out and see, see what he's up to, but uh, there have been a handful of people who've asked uh, coming by and stopped by and, and chatted with me and others at the tent. And why are two Republicans running for the Commonwealth attorney attorney's race? So it's, uh, it's helpful when I can show them the Democrats sample ballot with his name on it. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize really. So the Goochland Democrats are carrying him on their ballot. They are. And they're endorsing him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's uh, for those who are uh, uh, concerned with the, uh, the 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 party affiliation. That is a a big deal. But there is uh, an underlying concern, as I've said. I, I've heard from so many in law enforcement in Goochland County that uh, the incumbent just does not seem to be all that interested in prosecuting criminal matters that at least strike them as well worth prosecuting. That and, and I heard your interview with Amanda Adams yesterday, and I've talked to others in the clerk's office, people that over the over the year that I've been running this race, uh, finding out more and more. And I've talked to folks that have re, you know that have recently retired from the clerk's office, and and uh, if you were to sum it up, my sense is uh, my opponent, uh, the current Commonwealth attorney. It seems to lack interest in wanting to do the job, and I think it, it manifests itself with uh, you know, numerous plea deals. Uh, and I think Amanda told you he's only had four jury trials since 2016. And and to put a little more context to that, you may recall a few years ago when the when the Democrats when the Democrats controlled the General Assembly, they changed the law so that juries no longer sentence mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I've been a defense attorney uh, years earlier, and, and, and I'm on the board of supervisors now. And when that happened, uh, I, as, as a lawyer, I, I figured, gosh, that's you know that takes away a risk for defendants, um, and there's going to be a whole lot more trials. And that's what the state bar, the criminal bar, they, they were all expecting a lot more trials. And and anecdotally, I believe that's been the case. Uh, there are more trials, but but not more jury trials, right. but uh, not in Goochland. Uh, and and I talked to Mike Caudell. This was years ago when this happened, a few years ago. And being on the board of supervisors, I was concerned about you know the impact on finances. You know if, if there was to be uh, you know significantly more jury trials demanded by defendants, and and uh, that hasn't 
that hasn't happened in Goochland, and uh, there have been very few jury trials, and there have been a whole lot of plea deals, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and lack of communication with the deputies. That's what I hear from the deputies and, and victims. I hear from victims. Victims have seen me, walked up to me and said, I, you don't know me, but I know who you're running, and I support you. And they describe similar things that the, depu- the deputies describe is there's no communication from the office. You show up when you're subpoenaed only to find out that a deal has been made and you didn't even get a call that would have saved you from losing a day of work. Wow. So I, I just want to be clear. So you are hearing from victims of crimes who, who are telling you that uh, uh, the Commonwealth's attorney, the CA's office, not letting them know anything at all that's going on with the case, and then they're, they're told they have to show up, and then they show up, and, and there's already a deal that's done. That's, that, that's, that's exactly right. That's the summary. And, and it's a, you know, in these cases, uh, folks are like, well, I'm, I'm, glad, you know, I'm glad the person pled guilty and, and you know, restitution was ordered when the case was necessary. But it sure would have been nice if, uh, somebody had told me what to expect, you know, what, you know, what, what am I going to, I'm going to court. I got a subpoena. What am I going to have to do? What, what's it going to be like? So those are things, those are, that's, that's to me, that's low hanging fruit of things that we can fix when we get in. Um, so, just, just communication. Yeah. Let me ask you a question then. Uh, uh, John, is it possible that any of this is I don't know, staffing related? Does he not have enough staff in the CA's office to do those things? Uh, I, I don't, I don't sense that. Uh, I mean, he does, he does have one deputy, the, the, between what the comp board, the comp board funds a lot of state positions between what the comp board provides and what current budget law provides he could have two. He could have two deputies. He he has had one. He had one who, who left. Uh, so he had three. One left, and he's got he's got an experienced de- experienced deputy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I it a lot of this is inexplicable, um, but it, but it continues and and it can't be explained at least from the outside observer looking in. Like I said, it, there's a lot of things that I see that. Uh, they're obvious, easy fixes, even from you know outside looking in. Right. I I, I guess I I just don't get it. I don't understand why uh, the, the Commonwealth's attorney would not be communicating with uh, with victims or or with deputy sheriffs. I mean, it, it does puzzle me. John Lumpkins is joining us. John is the the endorsed Republican. He's the Republican running for Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland County. And just as Amanda Adams was here yesterday telling us about some real problematic situations, I mean, they certainly sound terrible to somebody who's just hearing about them. Uh, you're, you're telling us that this is what you're hearing. Tell me a little bit about the, the lack of communication between the current CA and it seems like everyone else. You know, if, if somebody had said, look, uh, Mike Caudell and uh, 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 Steve Carisi, they don't get along. And, all right, fine, you know, you, you butt heads, it's just the way it is, uh, but you move on with life. But it was the prior sheriff that apparently he didn't like either, he doesn't like the current sheriff, uh, doesn't doesn't speak to them, doesn't speak to, according to Amanda Adams, he doesn't speak to her as the clerk of courts. I mean, what, what, what do you know about those things? Uh, well, you know, I hear the same things from those folks. Uh, 
Sheriff Agnew, and I have spent some time, he's a, the, the former sheriff that retired, uh, yeah. you know, in 2019, 2020. Uh, I, you know, I hear the same things. Um, I hear it from the deputies. I, I hear the, you know, I think what Sheriff Agnew would tell you, as he's told me and he's told others when we're door knocking, uh, he he was hoping and thinking it would get better when he retired. So maybe it maybe it's just me. Maybe it's a personality issue. And and uh, you know I, I've he's heard from Sheriff Creasy just months in and, and a year in that things aren't getting better. They've gotten worse. So so I hear that. But I'll maybe shift to my own experience. And uh, I, I'm on the board of supervisors. And you know we we do budgets every year and we hear from departments. I don't recall ever hearing from him uh i think he has appeared before us on a few occasions in my five and a half years on the board of supervisors but uh, anecdotally i'll tell you one thing that puzzled me and i've said it on the campaign trail uh, is we're we're in the process of building a new courthouse we, we need a new courthouse here in Newton, so um that's been in the works and we're we're, we're making progress on that but when this was getting underway, and I've been involved, I know Hanover built a new courthouse, Henrico, I, I know lawyers and others that, you know, and, and you build a team to get together and what do we need? So I, early on, I, I invited uh, Mr. Caudell and I, I said, you know, we're, we're trying to get a group together to look at the courthouse. And it, it was the strangest thing, but he said, John, whatever the judge wants, I'm fine with it. And, and I tried to say, well, that, that's not what I asked, um, I, right. you know, because you might want to participate. And he goes, well, I'm fine with whatever the judge wants. So to, to me, that was just a disengagement that didn't make sense. But that's the disengagement, how it manifested with me. And I think what others are describing is that same disen, disengagement. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. John, listen, there are a lot of folks in Goochland right now. There are a lot of new people in Goochland. And... Uh I would love for them to know a little bit more about you. The website is probably the best way, or Facebook. Uh, how how can people learn a little bit more about you as they go to about to vote? Yeah, yeah. Facebook. We're, we're trying. Uh, I've got to. Uh, we're uh, got to update the website some. Uh, and speaking of that, um, I am happy to announce that just this week, a Sheriff Carl Leonard in Chesterfield endorsed me. We'll get some. We'll get an announcement out on that. I'm, I'm excited about that. I was re- recently, and, and this is on Facebook, and it'll add it to the website soon, Kalia, Kalia.org, the Commission on Accreditation of Law Enforcement Agencies, invited me to be on their board of directors. Um, I am, um, I'm excited about that. That's quite an honor, and I think it's going to be an opportunity that's going to complement what I'm doing out here. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of information. I hear the knock on me, oh, you know, if you want somebody to do a real estate closing or write a will, well, you know, I, I have done that. I'm, I do real estate work, I, but I also litigate. But uh, I, I've, I'm in a partnership with two other lawyers. I do all the court work. Um, I've been a police officer. I've been a defense attorney. I am excited and, and ready and capable of doing this work. And, and people can find out more about me on, on, on the website, more about my background. Okay, uh, have you got that website. website address, John? Yes, know? thank you, thank you. Yeah. Vote John Lumpkins with an S. Vote JohnLumpkins.com. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, sir. All right, that is John Lumpkins. He is the endorsed Republican out in Goochland County. So there you have it, VoteJohnLumpkins.com. You can check that out. He also has an endorsement from former uh, Virginia Governor George Allen. And I am looking at an image of the Democrat 
sample ballot out there in Goochland, and sure enough, Mike Codell is right there on it. It is 416, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a uh, Friday afternoon. Interesting conversation there with John Lumpkins. He is the uh, Republican running for Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland County. He mentioned that he's got a big endorsement coming up next week. Officially, it'll be released. The details, Sheriff Carl Leonard uh, down in Chesterfield. So, uh, gang, it is the law enforcement officers that I have heard from who have said they've got some real problems with the Commonwealth's attorney, the CA, in Goochland. And I've heard from, uh, as I said yesterday, the uh, the clerk of the circuit court, who I just don't see that she has anything to gain by sharing this. Right? She's running unopposed, which means she's going to win. Right? Even even I understand that sort of simple math. So she's going to win. So she is going to have to work with whoever is the Commonwealth's attorney. Oh, let's say for the sake of argument that the incumbent were to win. She's setting herself up for four years of difficulty, but then she said he doesn't communicate with her office anyway. So I don't know. Maybe it's it's not a big deal. But it just, God, the whole thing just bothers me. Really does. A couple of interesting texts I want to share with you. 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. Jeff, since the legacy... Uh, News media ranks comprised of so-called journalists will not do their job. It is up to the people to start putting pressure on those in the Congress who refuse to admit there is mounting evidence of corruption in the Biden administration. Otherwise, our democracy will collapse sooner rather than later. That is uh, Mike out in Surrey. Uh, Jeff, prayers for John and the Andy No speech. This evening, evil masquerades is good. Lies masquerade is truth. Ideology trumps common sense. Ego and greed surpass compromise and overrule common decency. Yeah, I, I absolutely, absolutely uh, agree with you. Uh, John's event uh, is continuing this evening. He's had to find yet another location because uh, he's told me the Antifa people have made such awful threats that uh, two separate venues said, oh, my gosh, we, we, we can't host you and Andy No. Well, I got news for you. He has secured another event. If you purchase tickets, he told me, you'll be getting an email with that location. And I absolutely, positively am going. I would not miss it. I also wouldn't miss an episode of In the Garage with Stan Andrewski, the uh, best weekend radio show anywhere. That's uh, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And Stan will join us at 4.35 with a little uh, little insight. 4.27, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPA. 4.36, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPA. It is a Friday afternoon. Now, we have got some nasty weather on the way. It's going to be arriving relatively soon. It's going to start with just a lot of rain, although I'm telling you, you can see some of the uh, some of the uh, branches uh, blowing and the trees are sort of swaying. And then uh, over the next, what, 36, 48 hours? I'm trying to see. Yeah, it goes all the way through Sunday, at least Sunday afternoon. Uh, it looks pretty bad. And uh, there could be an impact, probably will be some sort of impact to vehicles. 
And that's one of the things I know that uh, my brother from another mother, Stan Andrewski, will be addressing on his uh, amazing program Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. in the garage with Stan Andrewski. During the week, of course, you uh, find Stan at Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oakview Avenue in the lakeside section of Henrico. Stan, good afternoon, sir. It's Jeff Katz. How you doing, my brother? I am doing well, and you? I'm doing fine. I'm a little, um, a, a little, I guess, removed that you did not say self high fives all the way around. So I'm gonna give you a chance. It's your airtime, but I'm gonna give you a chance to redeem yourself. I never heard it. Really? You I always say that. I, I, well, I hang my head. I in could shame. be like, listen, I'm getting older. I could be like our president, a little bit forgetful. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, However. Stan, I'm older than you are, and, and maybe I'm, oh my gosh, I could have, well, I always say self-high-fives all the way around. Self-high-fives all the uh, way around. Oh. Well, thank you, because we, a lot of us in Central Virginia, really look forward to that little comment. If you think about it, as a community, yeah. um, we accomplished that without the world falling apart somehow for a few minutes. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> so I didn't know about this storm until literally this morning. My, and Megan was like, uh, we got to finish painting doors. Like, it's fine. It'll be good this weekend. She said, no, it's going to rain like, it's going to be like the second coming of Noah. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that a thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, listen, uh, I don't care if you have a 4 by 4 I'm looking at this big Ford at the light. Yeah. Wants to be a Chevy sitting over there. And it's oh. like way jacked up. Oh. Do not. Do not, please, do not drive through any water. There will be water this weekend where you say, I need to get home and there's water. Drive around or wait. I promise you, we've lost many friends in Central Virginia with all these once, you know, once in a hundred year storms that we have every, every year and a half. They're not once in a year storms. It's not global warming. It's, in my opinion, uh, it's what's happening. So don't, listen, look out for yourself. The experts are you. You have a car or a truck, don't drive through the water. Right? Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing, if you still have time, I'm sitting at Kroger Gas Pumps right now, and there's a guy, he must be listening to our show. Okay. Uh, I haven't even got there yet, but he's removing all the pine needles out of his truck, and he's simply throwing them on the ground. And before they're the ground, they're blown away. So put them in your trash can, but get all, if you have time, yeah. and you're listening, get all of that um, leaves, pine needles, things that are underneath your hood in your cow, get them out. That'll be the first thing. Okay. Uh, we can't. Second thing is is we can, you can't fix this now. But if you end up having some water on your floorboards, you need to understand if you have a sunroof, it's most likely the drains are clogged because the sunroof still allows water to get in, uh, but they come out at the front uh, and rear wheels, right behind the front wheels and right in front of the rear wheels are where your drains go. So if you have water on the floor, it's probably just a drain issue. That's what we can do right now. Uh, okay. Get home and. Don't do travel unless you have to until this rain stops and the water water subsides. That's the first thing. Okay. Um, and realistically, just please be careful. Like this is this. It's a lot of water, yep. um, and water kills when it comes in when we're not expecting it. And at this point, I'm not going to talk about things we could have done to maintain it. Except if you have time, which you do, you have about 35, 40 minutes before this thing's going to come in. Get all of the leaves cleaned out from underneath your car if you want to. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, that's what I would do. Hey, Stan, let me ask you. Now, people are hearing that, and they're, they're, they're wondering, as I am, okay, why would we want to do that? 
Well, if the water backs up, mm-hmm. what happens? Those leaves will clog up your drains. The water will back up, and it will go in down into your uh, down into the floorboards. That's what usually happens. It can it can and a lot of the computers now these these days, the cars have gotten so good at trying to keep water out. They usually don't have any unless it's a major storm. But a lot of your ABS, uh, uh, analog brake systems, your airbag systems, your regular uh, control modules for your vehicles, they are down low. And so the water will get in a lot of these cars, and it will start to wreak havoc on those. We talked about floods not too long ago. Uh, mm-hmm. If car, you know, some of the places to look, what to look for for cars, I think this past weekend, uh, about, you know, Florida and looking for um, cars that are having issues, um, that might have that you might be trying to buy that might have been a flood. This is no different than a flood car. You want to keep your car from being a flood car. And insurance, in a lot of cases, will not cover water damage. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, this you, is you just have to you have to be. Well, it's just like just like houses. We've noticed recently some of the policies that are out there are not covering floods and water and stuff like that. So if you can do this, it will help. Right, and then please again, do not drive through the high water. You and I will be on the air tomorrow talking more about this yeah. uh, on in the garage, and so I just want to make sure that people understand um, it's very dangerous. I've lost a friend from high school, drove through water. Uh-huh. I just literally drowned in a car, and it just wasn't good. So please make sure that you are um, just not driving through the water. You can't see how deep it is, even if you know the area. Drive around or wait. Yep. There, you know, there are things you could do. Go to Target, go to Walmart, just go away for a little bit uh, and just sit in your car, one of those parking lots that's that's dry. Or not dry, but not flooding. Yeah. 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 Is there any benefit in the next uh, couple of hours before it really starts hitting? Should, should we go and, and fill the car up with gas or just sort of ride yeah. it out? So I'm sitting at Kroger, like I told you. I got gas just because I happen to be empty at the same time. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I literally think we're not going to run out of gas in a day. Like, we're not. So okay. um, if you got a quarter tank and you have time and you're going to get some groceries and whatnot, yeah, like, just go ahead and I would fill it up. Um, but it's not some kind of, like, by Sunday, uh, probably midday, we'll be good. So yeah. if you have enough gas to let. La- and the other thing is you really want to be driving. This is good time to catch up on Netflix, maybe <laughs> to go, go to the grocery store tonight before it gets too bad, make yeah. sure you have good food. You know, just a couple of days. And then in your car, we always discuss emergency kits. We always discuss a case of water, yep. some Slim Jims, some things that will keep you alive if you ever get trapped in your car. Yep. Say you look down your road and there's only one way in and out of your house and it's flooded. Well, maybe now you need food and maybe you don't have a lot of money. But if you had the kit we talk about, which yep. would be water, some food, some, some granola bars, things like that. So this isn't like a hurricane. This is a tropical storm. Uh, we're going to be okay by Sunday. And listen, the other thing is make sure you have neighbors and people you know that can help you. We're supposed to help each other. If you get stuck, and you know me, I have trucks, I have ways of getting, I have jet skis, boats. We'll just unlatch them, we'll just ride on the water. We'll come get you. But make sure you know uh, who your neighbors are. If you're a little older and you have younger neighbors next door, make sure you reach out to them and say, I'm a little nervous about this. Make sure you tell them your true concerns. You're not supposed to do this by yourself. So make sure you understand, as a community on both sides, we are supposed to take care of these people that might not be able to take care of themselves, and those people are supposed to call on us to help them. 
I uh, listen. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. And tell Megan, I don't believe it will be the uh, the revisiting of Noah. But now that you've got a boat, you could march two by two like uh, a couple of dogs. Anyway, right? Small dogs. Yeah, yeah. We have we have Ava Grace McPherson's Andrewski the third because yes, yeah, she's a girl, but she just. She's so smart and so great, she deserves more names. And then right now we have Jack's Mr. Zippy. The reason he's Mr. Zippy is because we'll get him in a pool, and then he'll run around the yard about at least the speed of sound. Like, sometimes there's a big boom. And so that's all I have for him because he's less than a year old. But, okay. okay. Um, but anyway, yes, those... Make sure you take care of your pets. Absolutely. Uh, make sure they don't wash away outside. That's so right. That's yeah. all I got for now until tomorrow. And, Jeff, one question for you. Are we doing ice or are we doing hot coffee? It's going to be a little chilly, Man. but we're from Bo- I mean, Boston and Philly. We can't be we yeah, got to be tough. Be, Sandals. Yeah, we can't be too wimpified. Uh, uh, no. All right, ice. Ice, go for it, ice. Let's go. Do it, man. All 50, right. 50. 51 tomorrow. <laughs> oh, well, all right. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll hit you up in the morning. All right. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Love you, brother. <laughs> Love you, too, man. That is Stan Andrewski, my brother from another mother. He is the host of In the Garage with Stan Andrewski every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., the best weekend radio show anywhere, and it's right here on News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday. Oh, yeah. We have made it. Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around. We've got some nasty weather that is on the way. Uh, rain is going to start. Depending on where you are, could be in uh, the next hour or two, but uh, it's coming. Make no mistake about it. And then tomorrow, there's a heavy rainfall. And you're talking about more than an inch in some locations. And then uh, Sunday, we're looking at showers in the morning. And those should clear up uh, by about midday. But there's going to be some heavy winds as well. And uh, you need to be aware of that. Some things are canceled this week. And you need to know that as well. You know, my uh, friends over at Vail, Virginia Law Enforcement uh, Foundation, uh, we're going to have a great first responder wellness event tomorrow is going to be at uh, 511 in uh, short pump but uh, they have rescheduled that and so my friend uh, keith culver who's the acting president the pio public information officer for Vale, was going to be with us today but we said hey it's all right stand down we'll get you back as we get closer to that event you know that is my passion it's it's just sometimes a funny thing honest to god uh, I, I think about some of the nonsense that people go through at uh, places of employment, and you think, wow, man. And you realize in some cases, some cases, you don't have support, you don't have uh, anybody who's got your back. You look at law enforcement. You are taking people and putting them into other people's lives at the very worst point in that other person's life. Right? Let that sink in. I mean, you and I may think, oh, my, my boss is a jerk, or you know, somebody yelled at me this morning, or treated me like garbage, or whatever it is. And you go, man, this is the worst, that terrible, terrible, terrible. And then you think, oh, wait a minute. That, that guy or gal over there, 
police officer, deputy sheriff, state trooper, whoever they might be, uh, they now have to go knock on a door, knock on a door and say, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, your, your son, your daughter, they just got killed in a traffic accident. Think about that day, huh? That's, that's some day at the office, isn't it? I mean, honest to goodness, that is some day at the office. And that's what they're dealing with. So when, when I have the opportunity in any way to help out law enforcement officers, I'm there. And, and in all candor, that's my passion at this point, really is. Helping law enforcement, helping families with special needs kids, that's my passion. And uh, that's ultimately, I think, at this point, it's kind of bizarre. But, you know, you get to a certain point, you think, okay, so what's your legacy going to be? Right? Is it going to be that you're a talk show host? No. What, what do I want the legacy to be? That I took opportunities to help, to help certain people. Can't help everybody. That's, that's one of the things you have to come to terms with at some point as you sort of make your way through life. You can't help everybody. You can treat everybody properly, and some people don't. Some people go out of their way to treat people like crap, and that's a shame. But it's, it's more reflective of what's inside them, I've noticed over the years. Right, it's a certain bitterness, a certain ugliness, a per- certain sadness that they're dealing with. And then they project it onto you and they treat you poorly. All right, you don't have to take that. Sort of suck it up and you move on with other stuff, but you can't help everybody. So there will come a point, and I've said this to my sons, there'll come a point where those things that are so important to you today are quite frankly not going to be the least bit important to you in five years, 10 years, 20 years. And that's a good piece of advice to have. Take a look at whatever the situation is, whatever you're thinking of doing, whatever you believe is important to you right now, and then say, is it going to be important in 10 years? If it is, if it is, then by God, you deal with that. You stand with that. You, you do everything you can to address those issues or concerns or activities, whatever it is. But if you look at it and say, wow, in 10 years, no, no, it won't be of any concern at all. Well, then you've got your answer. And then you've got to focus somewhere else or you've got to focus somewhere else or you've got to focus somewhere else. So, I mean, Harry right now, oh, God bless him, all about politics and policy and blah, 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 blah. Uh, is that going to be important to him in 10 years? I don't know. Joey, God bless him, studying psychology, wants people to be better, wants them to feel better, wants them just to have better lives. Yeah, that is going to be important in 10 years. And so maybe he stays focused on that. I don't know. Maybe they cross paths at some point. It's going to be fun stuff, isn't it? It is 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five oh four, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday. Yes, it is. Congratulations, we have made it. Self high fives all the way around. Well, we got uh, some bad weather coming. I know, I know, I know. Uh, we've got some other stuff that uh, is coming, and uh, we will deal with uh, all of it. Obviously, the Rain such as it is, I am told, will uh, 
uh, be hitting us probably in the next hour or two, and uh, we'll need to uh, be aware of that. Uh, we've got some other stuff throughout the weekend. Tomorrow, it looks like, is going to be a complete and total washout. Even uh, indoor events are being canceled. And uh, you are going to need to start contacting certain places, certain, certain things you had thought you were going to, uh, to find out if they are even going to happen. I mean, I, I, I can't answer the, uh, the question for you, but uh, I can tell you that uh, there are some, uh, some real difficult problems that are uh, going to be for us to deal with pretty soon anyway all right so all of that being said there's some interesting stuff coming uh, in terms of political activities there's some uh, very very interesting uh, situations that uh, that we are dealing with that is uh, absolutely correct uh, the the latest indictment for bob menendez and uh, some of the uh, the other things that are a little bit closer to home. You know, we've got this uh, voting that is underway. And there are all sorts of pieces of misdirection. Let me give you an example. We have our Minister of Propaganda, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who, well, you know, she doesn't answer questions she doesn't like. And I want you to take a listen. This is uh, Peter Ducey from Fox Cut. Number two. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move You're on. You're answering no, no, a question? No, 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 okay. no, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. In the back. No, you said you were right, stopping right, the flow the of the border. No, no. I tried to migrants. answer... Peter, uh, okay. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Let's go. There is an enormous amount of concern. Uh, the, the mayor of Eagle Pass tells us at least 5,000 people crossed probably yesterday or in the last two days, maybe a lot more. What, I mean, you've already talked a little bit, but yeah. what resources specific to this surge are being... Uh, well, I just laid out, I just laid out three additional announcements that we did. How many people coming into this country illegally is enough for President Biden then? Say that last one. How many people come? How many people illegally coming into the United States is enough for President Biden's administration? What you, well, enough point, for what? Five point nine million people have been I, encountered no, I know, illegally. I know the numbers, but enough okay. for what? Uh, enough just to stop the flood. As I mentioned, this is a problem that's been around for some time now. But the administration also took credit following the end of Title Forty Two for the drop in border crossing numbers. Is it now taking responsibility? for the rise in numbers. Who's talking to Venezuela about well, why these people are still coming? Who's talking to Panama about the Darien Gap and who's allowing them to come in? And whatever happened to those State Department mm -hmm. and Spain and Canada centers that were gonna be set up along route? So on the to last- make sure that people would have nope, options. All very good questions. Oh, well, those are good questions. But, um, well, uh, uh, well, either they're good questions or they're not good questions. And I got to tell you that the question that Peter Ducey was asking was a thoroughly legitimate question. How many? You've got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of illegals who have entered this country. How many is enough? We get now 
what it is that the president is looking to do. He's looking to have an absolutely, positively devoted new voter base. He's turned his back on working Americans. He's turned his back on anybody and everybody who does not agree with him. No matter how small the disagreement is, if you are not lockstep with him, he has no interest whatsoever, none, in hearing what you have to say. He is a hyper-partisan. Not just a partisan. A hyper-partisan. But he doesn't get called out on it. I mean, you hear all the time from the uh, self-righteous news folks who want to tell you, oh my God, those are extreme right-wingers. Oh, okay. I I didn't know that. Extreme right-wing Republicans. What does that even mean? I mean, can you explain that to me? I would just be curious to know. I would be curious to know. What does that mean? Nobody can explain it, right? It is simply this. Those who don't agree. If you don't agree with the Bidens, then you are labeled as an extremist. And the reason is very simple. They cannot win on issues. There's just nothing, nothing that they've got that's anywhere close to a plan, a policy that makes any sense. I'll give you another little piece of this. Millions of illegal aliens streaming across the border. Millions and millions. The numbers are larger than so many cities and in some cases states. And we know what's happened. When Donald Trump was president, the border was secure. Well, maybe you don't like Donald Trump. That's okay. I don't care. Well, I don't like his hair. Okay. I don't like his tweets. I don't care. The border was secure. And the first thing that Joe Biden did when he came in was to dismantle the border. That's all. Oh, anybody wants to come in can come in. 10,000 people under that bridge in Texas. Joe Biden sending people out to clip the razor wire that the governor of Texas put up to protect his state. And the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, says, hey, this is an invasion. And he said, we're going back out and we're putting razor wire back up. Take a listen to some of the spin. This is NBC. Cut number three. And meanwhile, big story, especially here in New York, the Biden administration has decided to implement some new rules for hundreds of thousands of migrants. We've seen these record border crossings. We see it coming now to the the northeastern cities, getting a lot of complaints from mayors like Mayor Adams here in New York to the White House. So walk us through what's happened here. Yeah, that's right, Savannah. There's also new developments at the border. The small border town of Eagle Pass, Texas, has declared a state of emergency after more than 4,000 migrants arrived in the last two days, overwhelming the city of nearly 30,000 people. The mayor there is scrambling. 
saying facilities are strained and migrants are having to be released onto the streets. It's part of a recent rise in overall border crossings that hasn't been seen in months. And meanwhile, as you mentioned, the Biden administration announcing overnight new rules allowing hundreds of thousands of Venezuelan migrants who have arrived in the country before July 31st to live and work here legally for 18 months and temporarily protect them from deportation. That follows pressure from New York officials for them to be able to work and move them off of social services, which has also been overwhelmed. But these latest developments are sure to be cited by Republicans who argue that the president's border policies are not working. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> let me, honest to goodness, let me see if I understand this correctly. So the solution to having millions of illegal aliens in the country is to protect them from deportation and fast-track their ability to take jobs from Americans and to take jobs from people who have entered the country legally? Um... Okay, now maybe it's just me, but I don't think those are good ideas. And and I know that I am okay, but I'm just saying these are not good ideas. To tell someone you've broken into the country. Don't worry about it. We will make allowances for you, and in fact, we'll fast-track your ability to get a job. Why? Why would you do that? Wouldn't it make more sense to say, you're not supposed to be in the country, and so therefore we're going to remove you from the country? At what point do we think that it's beneficial to the United States of America, to you, to me. When do we believe that it becomes a good thing to reward people for breaking the law? I don't know. I mean, for goodness sakes, I I just, I don't understand how that is a good thing, but apparently that is a good thing. It is 515 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Friday, yes, for Pete. Now, here's what I I don't mean to uh I don't want to sound braggadocious, but uh, there has never been another winner of best afternoon radio show in the Richmond Times Dispatch best of Richmond competition and I've been up against them all think about it four years a million of these music people much more powerful signals but here we go every single solitary year now there comes a point where they say that's it you can't win anymore And I don't know what that is, and I don't know if I'll get to it. I don't know if it's five years or seven years. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But 
it's nice. I got to tell you that. And that's, that's got nothing to do with me. That's got everything to do with you. It has everything to do with you supporting those who are kind enough to support this program. And uh, I, I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. It's always bizarre to, uh, to see people who will celebrate with you or uh, will just, man, I don't know. It's just, it's just sometimes you deal with people and it's like, wow, we, okay. Thinking, here's the number for, for J.J. White. Sign up for the Dale Carnegie course yesterday, if you could. You know, go back in time a little bit and get ready for that. Now, Monday is going to be an interesting day. I'm just giving you the heads up. And next week, in fact, is going to be a, an interesting sort of a week. Monday is Yom Kippur, all right, the, uh, the Day of Atonement, Jewish Day of Atonement. Uh, it is considered to be the holiest day on the Jewish calendar. And so I will not be here. I, I've got, uh, I'll be going to services, but they're not going to start until I think it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. And so that's, that's fine. I am actually going to scoot down to Chesterfield for a couple of moments. First thing Monday morning, and I mean first thing Monday morning, and then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm headed to, uh, to services. But first thing Monday morning, uh, because there's a big benefit golf tournament going on. And no, I don't play golf, and so I'm not going to be playing golf. But it is, it's, it's a tournament all designed to help young men, primarily in Chesterfield County. My dear friend Dave Bodman from uh, Companion Extraordinaire Home Care Services. Dave's the guy who told me all about this. And he had actually told me last year, and for whatever reason, I don't know if we dropped the ball or, or, or I, I just, whatever it was, uh, we weren't able to get any time to talk about it on the air. Well, coming up at 535, Bobby Joyner, who's kind of the, uh, the, guru to the guru of this, all behind the scenes, but he's put it all together and he's going to be with us because there's still opportunities for people to come out. By Monday, the weather should be fantastic. So if you're going to be part of the uh, the Boys to Men event down in Chesterfield, I'm telling you, uh, it, it'll it'll be something to come out for. It really, really will. So he's going to be with us at uh, 535. But anyway, I won't be here Monday. Uh, in my stead will be former Governor Doug Wilder. Uh, I love the Gov, as you know, think the world of him. Uh, I, I think there are very, very few people uh, who can hold a candle to Doug Wilder, and he has uh, agreed to sit in for me on Monday. And then on Thursday, uh, it's ablation time. You know, every couple of months I've got to go to the uh, to the doctor, and this permanent uh, injury to the spine has to be addressed, and that'll be Thursday, so I won't be here Thursday. Okay, so I'm just giving you the heads up. Don't think there's a Tucker Carlson thing going on, but uh, that's the deal on that. It is 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Five thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is Friday. Yes, indeed, we have made it. Congratulations, self high fives all the way around. It is well, it's it's Great Friday, man. It's Friday, and we got the weekend coming up. Now Monday is going to be a, a, a great, great event. It's down in Chesterfield, and uh, there's a, such a wonderful group involved with it. I, I said that. Uh, I just wanted them to, to have a couple of moments here, let everybody know what's going on. And Bobby Joyner uh, is is with us. Bobby, good afternoon, sir. Hey, Jeff. Congratulations. Four years in a row, buddy. 
Yes, sir. Four years in a row. It's a pretty good run, and I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, that's Listen. right. You are the goat of RBA Afternoon Radio. Oh, that is very kind. That is <laughs> that is very kind. Uh, uh, probably closer to the goat you see in your yard than uh, the other goats, but that's all right. I'll I'll take whatever is being offered. Now, uh, listen. I want everybody to know about this uh, wonderful event, not just on Monday, but the wonderful work that you and the rest of the team, uh, boys to men, are doing throughout the years. So, give everybody a little lay of the land, if you don't mind. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I appreciate the opportunity. So who is, what is Boys to Men Mentoring Up Virginia? So um, we're a nonprofit organization, registered 501c3. We mentor to middle school boys. Um, formerly been in the Chesterfield RVA area for about 15 years, an official nonprofit since 2012. And the group just gives boys a place to voice what's going on in their lives. So about 50% of the boys in the program, Jeff, are growing up without a father, and that's tough, right? So many of them haven't had that guidance that most boys get from a male role model as they grow up. Um, There's trust issues, anxiety issues sometimes. Uh, Many are withdrawn, and as you probably are aware, drugs and alcohol and gangs are all part of the life of a middle schooler these days, unfortunately, even in communities where you wouldn't expect so uh, Boys to Men is trying to show them a different way. The organization conducts group mentoring or circles, as you've probably heard, which offers a sense of belonging. The circles are run by trained men. It's a place where the boys can kind of talk openly about what's happening in their life. Hey, what went well this week? What didn't go so well this week? What could you have done differently? Um, sometimes it takes a while, but the boys learn that the circle is the place where they can express themselves without being ridiculed, they're accepted by the group and they get support. So it's all about accountability, empowerment, values and self-worth. And honestly, sometimes they just need to know that somebody is listening to them. So Boys to Men provides those positive male role models that show up consistently and listen to them and try to encourage them to become the men that they're capable of becoming. Um, The organization's got three full-time employees, but everybody else is volunteers. It's a very passionate, engaged group of men and women on the board and running the circles, and they want to make a difference. So, and, and, and here's the exciting part is that the group's growth has been so tremendous. So I want to give you a, quick, a couple of quick stats, and then I do want to talk about the golf fundraiser. So Boys and Men Virginia will serve over 500 boys in eight school districts this school year, Chesterfield County being the biggest. They have a weekly circle meeting in every Chesterfield County Middle School. So they also serve in Rico, Richmond, Prince George, and the Tri-Cities. And they do that with the help of over 100 mentors who are trained and who come from all different walks of life. So 50% of the boys come from single female households. 70% come from economically disadvantaged households. So, you know... I tell you all this, and your questions and your listeners are probably saying, okay, that's fine, Bobby, but does this work? What kind of impact are you having? Mm -hmm. And um, the boys in the program, they show improvement in academics, so they're getting better grades. They skip school less. They get suspended less. Their overall behavior in the classroom is better. And the boys themselves will tell you that they feel better about being in school. They feel safer in school. And they feel better about making friends and their overall relationships. And because of that, 
schools and school districts are reaching out and asking for boys to men to coming through their building and talk. So the impact has been huge. Um, that's what the organization is all about. Um, and I'll go ahead and give you a quick uh, website right now, btmva.org. That's Boys to Men Virginia, btmva.org. If, you, you know, if I've said something that's touched you, uh, you want to be a mentor, uh, go to that and we can get in touch with you. If you know a boy who might be able to benefit from the group, then reach out to us and, and we'll get in contact with you and we'll try to help. Um, I, I love everything about this, Bobby. I think the uh, the passion yeah. that uh, that you have uh, brought to just this discussion so far is amazing. And uh, this, like every other program, uh, has a cost factor associated with it. You said you've got three full-time staff members, I'm sure, as full-time staff members. They're not working for free. And uh, Monday is this uh, big golf tournament. And what are we yeah. expecting on Monday? Oh, yeah. So uh, I think the weather's going to miss us. Our feet may get wet, but uh, I think we're going to be have, be able to have this thing. It's the 10th annual. We call it the AT&T Boys and Men Mentoring of Virginia Golf Outing. This thing's been going on for 10 years. I've been involved for the last nine. AT&T, the local AT&T folks have been outstanding. They have been our title sponsor for all 10 years. They are a big, big supporter and friend of Boys and Men of Virginia. Um, this is our biggest fundraiser of the year. Did I mention it's a nonprofit? I think you did too. So, uh, yes, this is our fundraiser. This year it's on Monday, Brander Mill Country Club. This is the eighth year in a row that they've hosted, hosted us, and they nail it every year. Kudos to them. And, ha- and I'm happy to say that we are sold out again this year. We've got 144 golfers participating on Monday. Just simply can't do more than that due to the logistics and getting everybody around the course. But we're happy to have 144 golfers signed up. Um, Our sponsorship this year has been very strong. We've got different levels. It's a good balance of corporate money and individuals. Um, So we're happy about that. So let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. So on Monday, there's golf with great door prizes, food and drink on the course, trophies, uh, all that good stuff. We try to make it fun. We try not to make it too gimmicky. Uh, We've got some really good golfers that come out. And this year, because it's the 10th year, we have some local community leaders coming out to say thank you to the golfers and, you know, maybe a radio personality or two as well. So we appreciate you coming out, buddy. Absolutely. We're excited about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it just helps us get the message out to the community. Yeah. And um, one last thing. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I am, uh, I am uh, quite happy to uh, to come on out. I'm excited about this. Uh, what time do I need to be in place? I mean, this is not just about promoting the group. It's about me taking notes where I got to be and when. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, how about nine or nine thirty, somewhere sounds in that time frame? That sounds great. Yep. Great. So. Yep, we tee off at uh, 10, and we want everybody in place at 10 o'clock, so we're going to, um, you know, introduce some uh, community leaders and yourself, and um, and then we're going to get everybody out on the course. So, you know, for next year, Jeff, so yep. we are sold out at golfers, um, but we do uh, have lots of sponsorships still available. Oh. Um, so if you go to btmva.org slash golf, you can see all the sponsorship levels that are there. Wow. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, the, the, the support has been tremendous this year. I do want to highlight one thing that makes us a little different than other golf fundraisers. 
And that's our party on Sunday night before. So we call it the party on the green. Mm-hmm. It's uh, at Brandon Road Country Club. If you sign up to be a golfer or sponsor or volunteer, it is free to you. You come out. It's our way of saying thank you. It's a fun time, man. We've got food, maybe some adult beverages. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, we have a chip, chipping contest for everybody. They can win some door prizes. Um, and the big thing is that, um, you know, we have a boy that stands up and tells his story. He talks about his home life, the school experiences, and what brought him to the program. And Jeff, what if I asked you to stand up in front of 100 people and tell us the, you know, your dirty, dirty laundry, so to speak? Tell everybody about some of the bad things that have happened to you. Talk about the bad decisions you've made in, the, in your life. It takes guts. So these boys are not polished speakers. These are not prepared speeches. But they get up there and they tell about the impact that Boys to Men has made in their life. And that's what it's all about. That's why everybody in the organization does what they do for the boys. It's very impactful. Everybody, we try to relay it uh, through things like this and through emails. But until you hear a boy get up and tell his story, you just don't understand the impact. Wow. That is some powerful stuff. Bobby, I appreciate you being there. That is uh, Bobby Joyner, uh, Boys to Men, Virginia, a great, great organization. Now, they've got their big event coming up this weekend. Uh, Sunday night is the party at Brandermill Country Club, 9 a.m. on uh, Monday morning. Uh, everybody's going to get together. They'll be ready to go out and play a round of golf. And uh, I really am uh, very, very excited that uh, before I head off to uh, Yom Kippur Services, I'm gonna, I am going to drop down there just to say hello and, and thank all of the great people who are participating because this opportunity to make a difference in the life of a young man, uh, a boy, right? Uh, boys to men. That's the group. Uh, I just, uh, I didn't want to pass it up. And so, again, thanks to Bobby Joyner and, and then again, my buddy uh, Dave Bodman from uh, Companion Extraordinaire Home Care Services who told me about this in the first place, and I'm happy to be able to help out in just a teeny tiny little way. It is 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Self-high-five. Man, I do love the self-high-fives. I really do, each and every it is self-high-five time. Why? Well, because it's Friday. We have made it. Congratulations. Self-high-fives all the way around. Absolutely. Uh, some great stuff that uh, we have dealt with uh, the last couple of days. I'm going to remind you, not going to be here on Monday. Former Governor Doug Wilder will be sitting in, but I'm coming back, or at least that's the plan, on Tuesday. And... Bill O'Reilly will be here. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, truly uh, one of the smartest guys you're ever, ever, ever going to deal with. And uh, we have him, if, if memory serves, I think we've cleared out a bunch of space on Tuesday. Uh, we'll, get a, we'll get a half hour with Bill O'Reilly, which is uh, unusual. He doesn't, uh, doesn't normally do that stuff. But again, y- you know, uh, I-, I used to be a uh, regular guy when O'Reilly had the, uh, the factor on uh, Fox News. And then uh, as I was doing mornings in Boston, he was a regular there. And we both have got a lot of Boston time together. He was a TV guy in Boston for a number of years. But his new book is Killing the Witches. It is all about the Salem witch trials. And, and I got news for you. The same sort of analysis and research that you've seen with all of the other books in the Killing series, 
it is right there in this book as well. It is, it, it's for me. It, it was a fascinating read, and I just I wanted to do like a cover to cover thing. That's how how I felt about. it. I had to push myself to actually put the book down. That's how good it is. But for me, it was like a like a sort of a stroll down memory lane. You know, we lived for a long, long time, one town over from uh from salem so we were in salem all the time you know when when you don't go to salem if if you live on the north shore of boston you know when you don't go to salem october because in october it is insane it is absolute insanity from october 1st right through the end of halloween and then november the first man i'm telling you right back to business as usual which was okay for those of us who lived there, uh, those who had the uh, the shops that uh, made most of their money during that month were not necessarily thrilled uh, to see November come. But it is a great book, uh, even if you don't have a uh, connection to uh, Salem or to Massachusetts, Boston, uh, you would enjoy it. I think my buddy Stan Andrewski, my brother from another mother, would probably enjoy it as well. Can I say congratulations to uh, to a couple of folks who are important parts of this program uh, that includes Tom Leonard, Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market, uh, Stan Andruski and the team Certified Auto Repair, uh, Carl Carlson and Carlson Financial. I mean, they were all picking up big, big wins last night in the Best of Richmond competition. Yeah, I, I was so proud. I really was. I was happy uh, for all of them. Thanks and congratulations as well to, uh, to my buddy Jeremy, who uh, has got uh, a couple of different reasons, I think to be uh, uh, very happy about the uh, victories last night. And uh, my buddy John Reed picking up Best Morning Show again, of course. I should point out to you that if you had purchased tickets for the Big Andy No event, John says it is still on. Check your email for the location. Now, it is Friday, so of course I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. If you are Hebraically challenged, it simply means have yourself a fantastic weekend. God willing, we get the chance to do this all over again on Tuesday, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Adios and Viacom deals. Going home now to stay. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.